welcome to Sistrionics, the podcast where we talk about everything from constructing a kitchen to babbling about birth. Um, hiya! Hi! How's it going? Good. It's very quiet in here. It is. For the first time all day. For the first time, I, I don't hear anything. Yeah, I don't hear anything. I don't. And I don't have something that's attached to my body. Yeah, like a, like a... Uh, small human like a small human mm. um i was just admiring your bowl of bananas here and thinking i should make a banana bread um but you, you that's a lot of fruit that you got there yeah that is a lot of fruit you, it's for my morning fruit plate is your morning fruit plate a development since giving birth uh yes it is yeah i have to recommend that going to the pregnancy course uh, the right. the birthing course mm. um just before i gave birth was also entailed learning about this period that is called in germany wochenbed which is like basically like weeks in the bed oh. and um for the first two weeks basically they recommend that you just stay lying down you don't need to go to a pregnancy course to learn about that <laughs> <laughs> like I've, I've been adopting that attitude but you before. basically get a prescription from these people to just lie in bed and nice. not do anything apart, i mean apart from like looking after your child yes. right yeah. like you have to be the one to like feed the child and get used to that whole thing of like soothing and feeding and mm-hmm. getting it to sleep and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. so you're you're like busy you're yeah. busy yeah like, the whole time yeah. but you're in the bed and you're lying down and so your man or your partner or whoever's like looking after you during that period has to do everything for you like everything so yeah we got into this routine where in the morning times i'd be brought my bowl of um or my plate of fruit and nuts bring my plate of fruit and nuts. <laughs> my plate of fruit and nuts <laughs> and also my muesli in the morning and this is something that has continued for the whole month i am since impressed. i gave birth night well well yeah Give you a baby. Give me a bloody bowl of fruit in the morning. A little baby called Yannick. Give you a little baby called Yannick. Who you're really good with. Um, slept on, he slept on your shoulder for an hour just, he just did. now. He did. Got a dead arm now. No, he's he's quite delightful. He's sweet when he's... Yeah, he's, um, he's, 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 would, a, he's yeah. actually amazing. Congratulations. He's, he's just the best. Don't like all babies. I am. I, I have a lot of baby experience. I find it quite funny when I realise that that was something... I'm quite grateful, actually, to have baby experience. It was something that I learned as a in my early teens um because i basically live with a baby part-time um your niece my niece yeah um and yeah sometimes i see with other people that they're like oh my god and it's like don't give me the baby and um and you're like it's it's not yeah i'm quite glad to have that confidence actually yeah you do i just i whacked him in your arms almost immediately after you came into the house the first time you met him i was just like and you just like took him and you know you know when you can see someone's like used to holding a baby and you just think oh you keep it for just oh wow i just i want to go to the toilet and there's a whole load of stuff that i can do for this like five ten minute or hour window that you gave me just now they're good good uh, yeah, yeah. I just I feel like it's the least any person can do, you know. Oh. After you've produced a produced a human being, but is he? Oh, we've been talking about young baby <laughs> so much. All right, then. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about what I made this week. Okay, what which did you make? Was an this entire week? kitchen. Wow. Well, not an entire kitchen. Um, and I didn't make most of it himself. Me made most of it. Um, Your living lover. My living lover made most of the kitchen, a but chef. um. And a builder. And a builder. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely a chef. Um, Right, okay. But um, you know when you leave Ikea and there's the uh, X-Display cheap slightly slightly you know ragtag you know abandoned furniture on i the actually way out. didn't know anything about Mate, this you've until not, you, you told need me to about get it. there but all well, the only thing is it gets addictive and you're like maybe they're gonna bring 
bring better better cupboards. <laughs> oh, so is it like yeah. a rolling thing? So they're oh, like, yeah. it's, on oh, a, yeah. it's on a conveyor belt. You just so have to be there right time, right place. I didn't necessarily need a new kitchen. I have a very ad hoc kitchen. My brother bought me a work, uh, sorry, made me a work surface, but it's always been, everything's exposed, everything's out. It's always messy. We don't need encouragement to be messy. Anyway, um, on the way out of Ikea, man bringing out beautiful kitchen cabinets should be worth about 200 euros each. Each one was 40 euros. And I was like, oh, I'm not leaving them here. So got them, got them back, then realized they didn't fit under the counter, which I suspected. So had to buy a counter and had to buy legs. Sounds long time. So yeah, so not as cheap as I thought, not as much of a bargain. Anyway, two weeks ago when we decided, oh, we can do it today. We'll put the legs on today. Uh, I and, remember that day. Uh, yeah, and, him, and himself was like, it'll take about half an hour. <laughs> and I was like, no, it won't. They always say that before. It will never. It will never take half an hour. Anyway, then we realised that we had to drill, and I was like, "Are we supposed to drill? IKEA is supposed to be idiot proof. It's also supposed to have all the tools, but there's always drilling involved. Exactly, there's always drilling, and I was like, "Oh Jesus!" And I was like, "Fuck you, IKEA! You have a monopoly on these things, and you know that we can only go to you, (laughs) and you know that, and then you still fuck us over." And I was like, "Oh, bastards!" And anyway. Like, okay, fine. Vile mood. <laughs> Just vile mood. So that morning that we woke up, I was like, and he said it was going to take half an hour. I was like, okay, let's take down the old kitchen. Did so. Wall is gross. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's not cleaning off. I, it needs paint. I'm not putting in a whole lovely kitchen and just and with a sh- shitty wall. <laughs> so the painting took about a week just because both of us working here, there and everywhere. So half an hour took two weeks to right. finally get the kitchen up and running. But the morning we did it, I was like in a vile mood and I was like, can you, can you, just, can you just do this? Because, sorry, I was like, I just need to do this because if I fuck it up, I will be horrible to you. I just need to like maybe fuck it up. And I was like, oh, I, I really kind of like, so neither of us are particularly practical. And I was, I felt a bit guilty because I said to him, oh, we have a really lovely f- uh, friend back home called Joe. Hi, Joe. Joe listens. Um, <laughs> shout, out shout out to Joe. Joe is like the man. Like, Joe is so practical, can fix anything. And I mm. felt really bad because I kind of said to Alex, I was like, I really wish Joe was here. Mm. And then I was like, oh, that was quite emasculating. It's also quite gender normative. It is. For a podcast that is distinctly is. feminist. Are we going down a road where we have prescribed roles? We should have had a, a trigger warning at the beginning of um Right, because I think this actually might be offensive to some men. Yeah, to some men. The very first time in their lives that they've ever been offended. Exactly. So they, um, uh, they, so yeah, I felt felt kind of guilty because I was like, why can't he do this? And he did all of it anyway. (laughs) Because I, I screwed in a couple and I was like, right, now we figured out how to do it. And then he did it and I was like, you're actually better than this. But do we like, in general, have expectations of meant to be that be handy be that handyman be the person who can fix stuff be the person who can make stuff i know i mean like i think i have the same thing like we had a chest of drawers that we bought for uh from ikea of course and the instructions actually when you get the hang of them is pretty darn easy to follow apart from that whole drilling situation which always happens in every single piece of ikea furniture you need that drill at some point Mm. it's just kind of annoying in that way but like I remember at one point Dom kind of left the situation and I had to do like another couple of steps and I was doing just fine. When he's in the room though, I feel like I have to be told what to do in a way. 
because I just feel like my practical brain just kind of like floats out the window somewhere mm. and just goes into this sort of mode of like oh, of course I can't do it I have a vagina yeah <laughs> but, but as soon as my breasts will be in the way <laughs> <laughs> what will I do with these manicured nails I've never had a manicure in my entire life but you know you suddenly have all these thoughts that like yeah. I, I am no longer able to do this yeah. but actually when when he left the room I got like step five six seven eight nine just fine I think I know what you mean and I think I think, yeah. I Also, I wonder if there is just genuine, like, stress of two people, no matter the gender, doing these things together. Mm-hmm. Even though in the IKEA instructions, there's a picture of, of a man on his people. own and a cross through it. And it says, no, no, don't do it on your own. Don't and then it, it has two own. friends and they're smiling and there's a tip. No one is ever smiling at the end of building a piece of IKEA oh, furniture. Never. No one is never. ever never. smiling. It's a good test of a relationship, I always think. So I think so too. But you specifically said that you felt your living lover was emasculated by your I, yeah, Well, he said, he, he was like, I can do it. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, and, um, and yeah, but then I was, listen, I was slightly impressed when he, when he did it. I was like, oh, you drilled those holes. <laughs> look at that sweat dripping Look at that, look at that, that work. That, that, dun, 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 dun. Um. Dun, 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 dun. Do you remember the advert? What was it? Not the IKEA advert. I don't want that you the, oh, shit. to work all day, could <laughs> Diet Coke. Yeah. And I don't want you yeah. to work all day. That was it. Was it? But I don't think we can have sex on the cabinets because they're not very secure. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about the product of me having sex. Your week. About 10 months ago. Okay. Yeah, so five weeks ago, we gave you quite an episode about my expectations about birth. Yeah. And I think um, you would be forgiven for coming away with that, thinking that this girl has got it under control. Yeah, I definitely thought that. No, but I don't think women who've given birth. <laughs> yeah. I had a vision of quite a lot of women being like... So we did, we did actually, fair to us, say, you know, this is going to be probably quite different yeah. from you know what what actually you know i have i've learned about and i've um and i've done my research about and 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 i got taught in my in my birthing course and so quite possibly there will be some it will be a very different episode to talk about the actual reality of it and it is now as i said before in the last episode i'm anti-horror stories and i don't want to give anyone any horror stories so there's a certain way that i that i would that i do want to talk about my experience of birth in a way that isn't going to like scare other women because I think at the end of the day the best advice that I took from all that information that I took in before I gave birth was to not be scared Mm -hmm. not be scared of any of it that was completely natural process and that my body was going to be able to do it and that it was capable of doing it and to be honest that be that bit of advice got me through the entire ordeal good and it was an ordeal it was an ordeal (laughs) because you know what can I just um my experience of your birth was lovely uh, <laughs> but i um i we went for a walk we did on the 4th of april mm-hmm. or was it the 5th of it april? was the 4th of april it was the 4th of april which was a wednesday it was the day before my due date yeah it was a wednesday and we went for a lovely walk around Templehof. Got some ice cream. Uh, got some ice cream. That was nice. Oh, a lady gave up her her position in the queue. Yeah, she did because, because was, you were very pregnant. I was very pregnant. And I got to tag along. I got to be a plus one in queue jumping. That was great. Which do you, I, bet, I bet you missed that now. 
I do a bit because people don't like babies as much as they like no, bumps. No, yeah, that's <laughs> so true. Well, bumps are quiet. Bumps are. Babies are, are not they quiet. They are silent, yeah. So, and then we went for a lovely walk and then we said goodbye and then I hopped on a plane on the 7th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. And I flew home to the UK and then you were quite quiet on the old social media and you're quite quiet on the text messages and I thought well, I'm just gonna leave her be don't obviously don't if something's going on and then it got to about I think I think it was the 11th mm. and I thought just not gonna ask any questions just gonna say I'm sending you vibes I'm sending you support you did that was really nice and I was like you know I don't know what stage you're at love but wherever you're at you know we're, we're, we're sending you good vibes and then you sent me a little picture of a little baby boy saying this stage (laughs) and I thought that was really funny so and then I was like oh that's amazing and I thought everything had been fine because then I stayed at I was in the UK I was in I was at home and I was in Scotland which was lovely and then I came back and then we finally got back together a couple of weeks ago and it feels so good and um uh, and then you were like oh yeah no (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it was not fun uh yeah so yeah <laughs> all right so so that was my experience of your my birth which was lovely labor started on the 6th of april so it was the day after my due date so he was prompt he prompt, was yeah he was basically right on time and right, i was gentlemanly. like oh little yannick you're mm. right on time little yeah. babe um so he 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 started coming at about three o'clock in the morning on the 6th of april oh, sick. and he eventually came at seven of seven o'clock in the evening actually nine minutes past seven on the 7th of april right in the evening so in total it was around about 40 hours gotcha. of labor and uh, yeah, for, for anyone out there who's done 40 hours of labor, mm, uh, as a tuffy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fine. But yeah, yeah. positive. Yeah, positive, positive, positive. Um, so everything was actually going really well. And uh, I started having like regular contractions. So I was in, I guess, what they call like full labor. I was in, you know, like proper labor mm. um, by about 2 p.m. And I started getting like much more regular contractions. Uh, they were going sort of every like 15 minutes, mm-hmm. every 10 minutes. And I also did a walk around the park with Dominic to, oh to get things like kickstarted yeah. as well. Was that and in the morning? That was that bit... was in the early afternoon. Right. And um, so then um, I was basically in active labor. That's what they call it, active mm. labor, mm-hmm. not proper labor. Active labor by sort of mid-afternoon. Yeah. And then uh, during the afternoon, all the way into the evening, I was basically doing all the things that they told you to do in the birthing course like at home in my bed you know like really chilled out atmosphere I didn't have any music playing I didn't have anything playing I wasn't I didn't really need any distractions I just wanted to kind of be in my own head Mm -hmm. and Dominic was in the other room he was um I think working or he was doing something in 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 his study and coming in whenever I asked for him Mm -hmm. but mostly it was just me by myself for Mm -hmm. like quite a lot of hours um just kind of like going through the motions of labor waiting for the contractions to get to that critical point where they they tell you this is when you can ring your midwife yeah this is when you can go to the gebert's house the birthing house when they're two minutes apart and they last for a minute mm. so that's kind of what i was waiting for and everything were you in a lot of pain at this point when you're in your own um, in your own bed was it was it like wow this is really or, i mean yeah well, it's, it's really it's, difficult to quantify yeah. the, i'd say the contractions are 
yeah, they're pretty painful. I think it's it massively depends on mm. pregnant person to pregnant person, mm-hmm. but or you know, giving birth person to giving birth person. But yeah, my contractions were pretty painful, but they also you know didn't happen all the time mm. so i had these two minutes or three minutes or four minutes or five minutes between contractions to rest and to relax and i really took advantage of that mm. because that's also something they tell you in the birthing yeah. course just like don't do anything just really relax yeah during the during the time in between the contractions and then work with the contractions yeah. to try and open everything up down downstairs so that's what i was doing and it, it felt all very positive and it yeah. felt all very good and um i'd been given so many tips by doing all this hypnobirthing research and also doing the birthing course of how to breathe through the contractions that actually I was managing the pain mm. quite quite well. Mm-hmm. So we get to like 10 p.m. And I feel like, ouch, this is getting really painful. It's getting very regular and I want to go in. I want to go to the to the birthing house because I just really wanted to be in that pool. Sure, like that yeah. was kind of, I just wanted to yeah. be in a state of like semi-comfort. And things were, it was about three minutes apart between mm-hmm. contractions or four minutes apart between contractions. And uh, the contractions were lasting for well over a minute. They mm-hmm. were lasting for like about a minute and 30 seconds. Mm. So I was like, this is the time I, w- I want to go in. And so I went in to the birthing house. And, um, and again, like things seemed to be going quite well I went in and she did an examination they only at the birthing house do an examination if you ask them to Mm. because actually some women who are extremely confident in in labor um they don't want an examination because it will distract them so yeah. I went in and I was about four meters, four centimeters, four, four meters, meters dilated. Jesus. He could have run through with a bus. <laughs> he would have been fine. He would have been fine. Um, Just... So I was like four centimeters, but yeah. my cervix was incredibly thin. Okay. So, which which basically meant that we'd done a lot of work. Bragging. We'd, we'd like gone quite far. Yeah. And my cervix was so thin that actually it could have progressed very, very quickly right. in a very short amount of time. Um... And so I was feeling quite positive, uh, but then the midwife started doing some checks on his position because things were, you know, by about two in the morning, things were still kind of like at the same right. place. Not moving. And on. she did some, you know, checks on his position and stuff like that. And she was like, you know, where are you feeling his kicks? Where are you feeling his, um, his, his punches and stuff? And I was telling her and she was like, I think he's the wrong way up. So I think he's looking towards the stars essentially. So he's, he, he basically swiveled. Um, in the last 24 hours because I did it I had my last scan on the 5th of April right oh god the day before and he was in the perfect position you know head down ready to come out but he swiveled most likely during the early contractions uh, with his head up so his you know nose pointing up and you Mm. can give birth in that position you can give birth and so the hay bum was like it's going to be a bit more difficult but you know we can do this and, and, and you can do this so I was like okay but we were still trying to mm. change his position. So she got me to do these different positions to try and change his position, but nothing was really working. And I was getting steadily more and more tired. Yeah, you think about it, course, two o'clock yeah, in the morning, so three o'clock in the morning, long. I haven't slept in 24 hours. Oh my I've been in quite a lot of pain. Just that. <laughs> for a while. And um, it was quite demotivating and I was mm. quite emotional at that stage. And uh, I think it got to about four or five in the morning and I needed to sleep, mm. and so basically the uh, the midwife said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the room. You have a little sleep now, and uh, try and get some energy back, and then we'll we'll start kind of going through this again." 
and I did kind of manage to, to take a little bit of a sleep, um, mostly just resting, just mm. resting my body and not actually working with the contractions was was quite a lot of rest mm. in of itself. Um, not doing the breathing, not doing the sort of like opening your mouth and making sounds mm. and breathing through the pain and all that kind of stuff, which is in of itself very exhausting. Mm. So I was just lying down and Dom was was behind me and um, we were both quite emotional at this stage. Yeah. Um, and he was very, very tired and he was also feeling like he was rather stretched in terms of his capacity because he felt like he had to do all of the motivating because in the birthing house, they're very hands-off, right. which I think in a normal birthing situation where you have confident mothers giving birth, like is absolutely amazing. And I don't want to take that away from anyone's experience. It's wonderful. But when you have slight complications and maybe you're doing your first birth, then I think someone sort of taking a bit more control oh, would have been yeah. would have been kind yeah. of better because Dom really felt like he was having to do to do everything at right. that stage and so this was both making us both very very exhausted and um so it got to about eight in the morning and I asked her to do another examination and so bear in mind I've been there since 10 o'clock yeah uh, in the night time and it was then eight in the morning she did another exam and I was five to six centimeters dilated so uh, that was about 10 hours mm. in the birthing house and I'd basically achieved one centimeter dilation. And I was like, nothing is happening. Mm. And it was so, it was so debilitating at that point because I was just really crushed. And also at that point, kind of scared about going to the hospital because I built up this whole thing about, you know, giving birth in a birthing mm. house because I wanted it to be totally natural and I wanted it to, you know, happen in the pool. And I, you know, I wanted it to be what I'd seen on all these videos mm. and what I'd learned about in, in these hypnobirthing courses and all this kind of stuff so I was I was pretty scared about going to a hospital where I'd heard you know these horror stories happen yeah. that's where they do the episiotomy that's where they you know do the cesarean and they don't tell you they're going to do it and they just do it because they think that's best for you and you don't get given the option mm. and um, luckily actually one of the midwives who was there there were two at that point one of the midwives um, had worked in this hospital that I was going to that, that I had the option of going to and she gave me a lot of confidence because she basically said, look, they have incredibly good statistics. They don't do episiotomy unless you really need it. They don't do cesarean unless you really, really need it. You know, they have really good statistics and they will do everything they can to let you do this naturally. And, uh, and I felt much better. And, um, and then we talked through exactly what an epidural would be mm -hmm. because that's what I needed at that stage. Right. I needed an epidural because I needed that I, I needed the contractions to stop. I needed to sleep. Mm. Like that's what I needed. My body needed some time to mm. recover because that's that was the problem at that stage. Like mm -hmm. I just had no time to recover and I was so exhausted. So um, it was a really emotional decision. It was very, you know, really heartbreaking for me to have to leave the birthing house because I just, you know, my expectations had been so large to do it there and to have this kind of, you know, very serene, perfect birth. But then also I wasn't getting anywhere mm. there and it was frustrating and upsetting and and Dom was just absolutely beyond exhausted. So we made the decision to go to the hospital and then after that it was all quite fast in getting to the hospital. You know, we made the decision, uh, my main midwife brought around the car, I, you know, walked to the car and at this stage, like I'm really able to control the contractions. Like I'm basically not working with them anymore mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. I'm just letting them happen to me and not working with them, not breathing through them, just sort of like clenching every time they come. 
and not really feeling the pain anymore because I was so used to it. Yeah. You know, at that point, I think I was nearly 30 hours in labor and I was just just dealing with it and just sort of like, you know, not really feeling the pain anymore because I was so used to that sort of regular, mm-hmm. um, that regular pain and reaching that level. So, so you're just in your midwife's car. Yeah, just That's in the midwife's really car. Funny. And it's sort of like this broken down, like battered up. <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> like, um, they don't have so much money. So No. So you kind of like, you're in this car that you kind of, yeah, I don't know. It was like a sort of like little Morris Minor. It's really cute. And so we're rattling all, away to the hospital, make it there in about like five, ten minutes mm-hmm. because it was a weekend and the roads were completely clear mm-hmm. at, at eight in the morning. Mm-hmm. Get to the hospital and uh, they do some checks and throughout this entire period by the way during the Gebert's house the uh, the birthing house period every time she checked on my baby he was just fine and he was just chilling well, I'm out. glad he's fine oh he was doing he was, he was, he was so just chilled just turning over he was so chilled yeah I mean like that was really frustrating for me I was like why did you do this um, but he was really chilled the whole yeah, time in the, in the birthing house so we get to the hospital and uh, they do some checks and they you know he's still absolutely fine his mm. his heartbeat is very regular um and really quite very chilled very mm-hmm. relaxed and um and that's when they start you know talking about the epidural and we have to read through these forms i didn't read anything oh, obviously not <laughs> oh sure yeah. you know luckily dom is there also german <laughs> yeah german. also in german also in german <laughs> medical terms yeah oh geez. so in the birthing house everything was in english because my Oh, I see. My hebamma was English speaking, and that was yeah. great. But in the hospital, you have to switch, yeah. uh, everything was in German, and actually, it was fine. Mm. Like I, I think I don't give myself enough credit. Like I, sure. I do speak German, sure. and I yep. can handle yeah, it. Obviously, in you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, I, I always think that I don't speak this language, yeah. but actually, when I have to, like it's always there. Sure. So that was like suddenly like turning into German but then all these forms with all these German words I was like no 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 um, pass it on to Dom mm. you know Dom sort of signed off on it and um, get the epidural and this is when the only man during this entire process <laughs> comes into the room <laughs> and uh, yeah it was stressful mm. um, he was a, uh, an anaesthetist um, so he was the one doing the the epidural and epidurals can go really wrong and mm. if the woman sort of flinches during the during the procedure it can go into the wrong place and it, it, yeah there are like horrific Horror things stories, that can yeah. can result from it like partial um you know not not being able to move what was that? Paralysis. paralysis yeah partial paralysis you know going into the spinal fluid like all these horrible things yeah. that can happen so and, and it is a needle into the spine a needle into yeah. the spine which um I am. I, I have a phobia of needles. Right. So this is all very stressful for Still me. Look. Now I've got I've got a needle in my wrist yeah. because I can't take it in my hand because it's just way too much for, for somebody who's got a, a needle phobia. So I've got a needle in my wrist and I can feel that needle for the whole time. You know, yeah. I'm not someone who can relax and not feel a needle in my arm. That's something in my conscious part of my brain the entire time that's mm. that it's happening. So it, it was pretty horrible to have that. And then, um, and then they, they did the epidural. And um, so this anaesthetist, he's like in there and he's trying to get me to like uh, arch my back like a cat. And he kept on saying like, you know, like a cat, do it like a cat. And I was like, I don't know how the fuck <laughs> a cat puts his, you know, neck, or puts, his, uh, puts his back out. You know, I have no idea how to do this. Halloween, Halloween cat. 
cat cow position in yoga yeah so i never done halloween cow position in yoga which meant that i had no idea how to like you know arch my back like a cat and he's like this this round bit of your spine like arch it back and he was getting really stressed out that i wasn't able to do this properly and dom then because there were all these people around Mm. me doing different things putting needles in my arm um making me breathe on gas doing this doing that doing the other asking me questions and then this guy was basically ordering me to to arch my back like a cat and then dom kind of stands up and he says can you please just one thing at a time she can't deal with all this stuff and she's also terrified of needles and she you know she's really stressed out and the anesthetist you know gets his chest out like a gorilla and he's like i'm the experienced one i've been 10 years being the chief medical anesthetist don't give a fuck pal don't give a fuck pal and he's don't give a fuck pal literally beating his chest like an orangutan and you know squaring up to dom and telling dom to get out the room what and then i said i'm not doing this without dom in this room i don't understand (laughs) what they think is useful i don't what oh my god and then he just comes around to me because he was behind me at this point doing the epidural he comes around to me and he's like you need to chill out and you know in english all of this has been conducted in german he's just comes around to me and he's like you need to chill out and i was like okay you have to understand the situation i've been doing this for 30 hours i'm 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 quite stressed i'm really tired i'm sorry i can't do this right but i really don't know what you mean by putting your back out like this and then luckily we had another nurse who was there she one of the midwives and she basically told me exactly how to do it in like really you know basic terms and I put my back in the right position and then Dom came in front of me and I was just holding on to him and we got the epidural in. But he was the he was the only male during my entire birth procedure, during the entire labour, and I could have done without that attitude. It was just such a disruptive attitude and it was like this orangutan coming and beating his chest in front of me. And luckily, like, Dom managed to stay in the room because I was like, I'm not doing this without him, so either he stays or or you go and I don't have an epidural and maybe I have a cesarean you know like this is really critical that we get this right and so anyway it happened I got the epidural in and wowski guys I love that thing (laughs) he loved the epidural that was the most amazing thing ever because they just pumped this drug into me and suddenly everything just chilled the (laughs) oh so guys let everybody have one (laughs) it's it's just it was amazing it was so good and i asked for the i asked for the drugs another three times during labor because it carried on sure (laughs) it went on for another 10 hours um and every time it was like you know, I could feel the pain disappearing oh from my, my body. Goodness, that's so it, incredible. It, it stops your contractions. That's so basically like well, it takes away the pain in your upper body, right? And then it basically stops your contractions. And uh, so I had two hours off of the contractions, Good. and Don was um, in a seat, and there we we had these two really lovely, lovely midwives. Um, they were so sweet, you know, they were really, really kind and very caring and just sort of like what I needed at that stage was to just be cared for and just uh, be told everything was going to be okay because we'd had a scan uh, when we first got in before the epidural and it showed that his head was directly, you know, flipped upside down. Right. And uh, they didn't say anything about this, 
But if he'd stayed in that position, a cesarean would have been inevitable. Right. Absolutely inevitable. But luckily yeah. no one mentioned that word. Mm. And it was only in my head that I was thinking, oh shit, I've got to have a cesarean. Yeah. But all the midwives who I said this to, who I, yeah. you know, who I was saying, you know, I'm really worried. I don't want a Kaiser shin, a schnitt. I don't want a cesarean. Like, I'm really, really worried this isn't going to happen. And they were all like, we can make this happen. Like, we can yeah. still do this. Yeah. It's fine. And you see when people are working with you and recognising your emotional state. Yeah. I'm just, I just think that's awful. I just, I just can't, I I just don't know what they, when you have someone come into a situation like that and immediately make it worse. It's about them. What do you think your job is? What do you, what, what do you think that your job is? I I just, that's just horrific. And then to throw and to threaten to throw one of the parents out of the room obviously obviously one of the parents obviously the father <laughs> because it's, and that's the only one that's getting thrown out of the room to to to, to threaten the to, to threaten a parent that he won't be present for the for the for the birth of his child well for is the, that is that the, a, a, epidural for like, the epidural yeah. yeah well yeah all right yeah so for like Very I just, what, what I was absolute then. tosh and obviously and it's it, and and kudos to dom for like for for, for being like for standing you know oh, he I, was what absolute tosh. he was anyway he was amazing i mean this is a massive shout out to dom who you know we we're married it's obvious that i'm just completely in love with that man but he's just incredible and he was there for me and he fought for me so hard and i fought during that labor so hard and it was the hardest thing i've ever done ever ever done but he was there right by my side during that entire 40 hours. Mm. Like he was there fighting for me. Mm. And he was just absolutely incredible. You know, he didn't beat his chest. He didn't make it about him. It it had nothing to do with that. He was just making sure that like- Because how is it useful? Yeah, exactly. That everyone in that room knew what I needed and what I wanted. And and they knew that he was also gonna gonna be there for me Mm. and, and, you know, and work with me on this. And he was just amazing and it was incredibly emotional for both of us because mm. we were both incredibly stressed and yeah, really worried that I'd gone through so much at that stage, you know, 30 hours of labor, yeah. you know, clocking onto 35, clocking onto 40 and that it would end in a cesarean was such a massive fear for both mm. of us. And, and you know, Dom said later on, it broke his heart to think that I might not get to have a natural birth after going through what mm. I went through, you know? So, um so yeah he was just amazing and a huge shout out to him because he's just he's the best best man i know and that's i guess why i married him oh such all right enough of that um but but yeah but shout out shout out to birthing partners (laughs) yeah and shout out to midwives shout out it was yesterday was international midwives day well celebrate the fuck out of them because they are incredible yes and they were amazing we love you midwives they were all the midwives i had were absolutely incredible So I had some sleep, gets to about two in the afternoon and they've been trying to move him, getting Mm. me into different positions with my head down and my bum up and all this kind of stuff, trying to get him to move back to where he was. Um, But nothing's really worked. And it gets to about two in the afternoon and they have a change of shift. Mm. And 
two new midwives walk in and initially I was scared and I was upset because yeah, Fatima hard, yeah. who was this wonderful young trainee midwife who yeah. had been working with me the whole time and she was really sweet and her overseer was amazing as well and, and we'd had a really nice rapport so I was a bit upset at that stage mm. but then this, this this woman walks in and <laughs> she just introduces herself she's like my name is Michaela and I think both me and Dom before she even said anything we both felt wow like I feel confident. Oh, you know, wow. it's it's like it's like she just walked in and said her name and I felt immediately like okay, I'm going to work with this woman because yeah, yeah. she just she had this presence about her and suddenly I I felt like I wanted to sit up to yeah. talk to her. Yeah. And so I sat up and we started talking together and Dom starts telling her about this 35 hour labor that I've just been through and he's trying to give her all the information so she hasn't missed out on anything. Yeah. He she just holds up her hand and says, "I'm going to stop you right there." you don't need to tell me anything and not in a bad way just in a way of like you don't need to do this anymore like I can see you're exhausted and you don't need to be yeah because I've got this I got this (laughs) and honestly like both of us just felt yeah you fucking (laughs) Michaela do it girl do it do it bitch and she was just she was just about 20 years older right than everyone else and she's just been like babies 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 seen it all wow and she was like right okay this is what we're gonna do and i was like do it just do it all (laughs) and so she was like she was shoving loads of um all these these little uh these what do you call it the 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 homeopathic medicines you know these are globally that apparently are super yeah. common in Germany. No idea we, where you're going with we this. Don't, we don't know what, what they are in England. But okay. All this like homeopathic um, stuff. So she was like putting it in my mouth to kind of like get me to relax and get right. things to open up down yeah. there. And she was also um, got me to do a load of positions and the same positions that other women had got to do. But the difference is she taught me how to breathe into my pelvis. Like no yoga has ever taught me how to do. Like, you know, when they're like breathe, breathe into, into your, your pelvis, neck, yeah. breathe into your yeah. arm. But I'm, I'm like, I'm always Until baffled. you've given birth, maybe you don't know. I like to think I'm, I'm breathing. In, I'm breathing into my. I've, I mean, is there any other way to breathe? <laughs> I don't know. It's like when they say that in yoga, I'm always like baffled what as to what mean? on earth yeah. they're talking yeah. about. So I'm like, I'm just breathing. Yeah. And uh, she was like, "This is how you do it." And she gave me a play. This is by how we play. do it. <laughs> she's like, and she said at one point, she's like, "Is he?" Now we we haven't known each other for very long but I'm getting the impression that you're finding it difficult to relax your pelvis. And I was like, yeah. And I'm sitting, you know, I've got my head in the pillow, my bum's up in the air. I'm in this position (laughs) where she's basically trying to push his head down uh, to get back into the pelvis in order to to, to swivel him around potentially. And uh, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really know how to breathe into my pelvis. And so she taught me, like, play by play. You know, this is how you do it. And that was basically it for the next five hours. She just did everything you know like I didn't know how to breathe into my pelvis she taught me how to do that I didn't know how to you know relax different muscles in my body she taught me how to do it in a very short amount of time Mm. at this crucial crucial period where if he hadn't turned you know they would have probably rushed me off Mm. to to have a cesarean um and she did it she turned it she got him to turn. She pushed him back down into the uterus. Like, Get so she, back. With, his, with, his, with her fingers. And she was like, is this painful? Is this painful? And I was like, 
compared to what I've been through and with this epidural, nah, can't yeah, feel a fucking fine. thing. Yeah, Carry on. It, and it. she was like, it's so incredible with the epidural. It's so effective on this one. Because mm. I don't think sometimes the epidural is that right, effective. Well, yeah, like, yeah. you know, so she was doing all this stuff. She was pushing him down. She was getting him into a, a good position. And within about an hour, an hour and a half, where other people had failed for the last 35 hours, mm. she'd managed to get him into uh, the right position. And, uh, and then about an hour and a half later she came back and she did another exam and he'd gone back what and this was 38 hours in and i broke oh i was just i completely broke down and uh just started hysterically crying because at that point i was so tired and then i was like oh this is it it's inevitable i'm getting a cesarean and Dom was crying and I was crying and he was lying in the bed with me and holding me and she just left. But what I'd actually missed was that she'd said, he's moved back slightly, but we can still do this. Mm. And she was trying to say, we can still do this, but I just broke down and started crying before she was able to say that. And um, so then the doctor stayed, you know, there's this, this other medical practitioner, it was like this woman who's, who oversees um, these kind of births. And she stayed and she was like, no, 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 you didn't quite hear her. She said, he's gone back slightly, but you can still do it. You can still do it. And I was just beside myself. Mm. And a little bit later, she came back in and she got me to kneel on the bed and like have one leg up and hold onto this railing on top and do these pelvic exercises where I was basically like moving my pelvis and relaxing my pelvis. And I was like, whatever, just get me to do whatever you want. At this point, I'm so broken emotionally that I was just doing stuff that the people told me to do. And she was, again, teaching me how to do it, but I wasn't really there Mm. mentally speaking. I was kind of somewhere else at that point. I was just so dead to the world and exhausted and, and, you know, whatever. And about an hour after doing this, you know, I was kind of like in a rhythm. Yeah. But I was also very tired. Yeah. And I wanted to sleep. And so um, I said this to Dom. I was like, I think I'm just going to ask if I can have a little nap. Yeah. I just want a little nap. Yeah. And uh, she came back in and she was like, how's it all going? And and how do you feel? And I was like, I'm just really tired. Like, would it be okay if I just have a little nap? And I'd had a few naps at this yeah. point. So I thought this was completely normal. And she was like, okay, so how do you feel down there? Tell me what's going down in, in, in your pelvis. What's going down there? Or what's going on down there? And I was like, uh, I feel like I need a poo. Yeah. Um, like, it's quite a strong feeling of, like, needing a poo. And she was like, okay, okay. <laughs> and, and and what about everything else? And I was like, oh, these contractions are really strong. They're very, very strong. And and it feels like something's pushing out my bum. And she was like, right, okay. That's the baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Dom was like, can she just have a nap? Is that okay? No. And she was like... She's giving birth. (laughs) What? You know, I had no fucking clue that we were at that point. Right. Because no one had really said anything. And I think it's because they didn't want to disappoint me again. Like, I couldn't take the disappointment again. So they hadn't really told me that Mm. they were getting me into a position to give birth because they knew that I wouldn't be able to cope with that mentally if I was disappointed yet again. So she just kind of got me to give birth without me realizing (laughs) anyway so I started you know she started being like okay so this is how you're gonna do it like every contraction you're gonna basically like hold out your arms Mm. loosen your arms completely stick out your bum really far so you're in this position where I was like holding onto this railing and pushing back my pelvis was really far back away from away from my my hands and then you're gonna push down you know and push and push and push and I was like okay I'm doing this but yeah. I, th- I thought we were still two three four hours away mm. you know I had no idea mm-hmm. that this was gonna happen so soon 
And then I start really feeling some stuff. Really feeling some pain. Yeah. Because the epidural goes about as far as your pelvis. It doesn't go oh, see, to the vag. Doesn't go anywhere fucking near it. You feel everything. Poor vag. So I was like, whoa, this is huge. And I started making like very large sounds. <laughs> very large sounds like coming out of my mouth like, whoa. <laughs> Didn't know I could make And I was like, wow, this is really <laughs> fucking painful <laughs> and um then about like 20 minutes later but that's uh, the thing you say 20 minutes later and i'm like how do you deal with that for like well, 20 minutes how I mean, do you deal with 40 thing. hours like, that's the thing i mean like you cannot prepare for <laughs> the actual giving birth like that pain could last two minutes could last 20 minutes could last up to two hours so you can't mm. really prepare for that pain yeah. like that's not something that they t- talk about in the birthing course mm-hmm. because why would they yeah you know and that's not something i'm going to talk about no. either because yeah. why would i no. it's just going to give women you know this you know all these scare stories yeah. and all this kind of stuff whatever like yeah. you forget yes yeah almost immediately after yeah. because you'd never fucking do it again yeah. <laughs> never. um but after about 20 minutes of going going through that suddenly like there was this huge relief and this like pop (laughs) and then all this like stuff came out you know including a head right and I was like oh my fucking god you know and I wasn't really processing the fact that that was my little human that I've made and that was my child I was just like oh thank fuck (laughs) and then they were like they got me to push again and then his little body came out and uh and then he they put they put him on my chest Aww. and it was the biggest relief that I'd ever felt and you know I did a shout out to Dom who's my my partner in life I want to do a shout out to Yannick because he also did an incredible job you know without him doing the things that he did during the birth I would have been rushed off to a cesarean no doubt about it because his his heart rate stayed constant the entire time for 40 hours of labor which is like so rare, right? You know, they they. Um, it's a good sign. It's amazing. It's just, it's incredible. He's just the, this amazing little child. You know, they broke my water right at the end because it still hadn't broken. They broke it like right at the end, and his little head went into the pelvis in exactly right. the right place, yeah. and that's how I managed to to give birth to him. Um, but when the water came out, you know, they were kind of expecting it to be really dark black you know filled with all this poo and piss and you know filled with all this this stuff that babies produce when they're in stress mm, because, oh, okay because they're going oh, through wow. a lot of stress i never even thought of that yeah but it was clear because he's super chill he's so chill he's chill he does seem like he's a chill so fella yeah which is good so that's my story ta-da but i will i i just want to go back to that episode because i do feel like i've learned a lot more than I knew before. Our episode, sorry. Obviously, oh, yeah. our episode, you know, the previous yeah. episode. I'm a, I'm a different woman than I was. Yeah, you look different. Yeah. <laughs> I need a haircut. It's a different aura. <laughs> I need a haircut. I'm not showering as much. <laughs> I have to like really force myself to brush my teeth. <laughs> but um, I will say yet again that it's everything that I learned about the trying not to be scared or just just not being scared Mm. and really trying to work through pain and knowing that your body can do it Mm -hmm. i knew i could give birth Mm -hmm. naturally i knew it Mm -hmm. and i was 
fucking frustrated sorry yeah. to swear that we've been doing it the whole episode that he'd um <laughs> that he turned 24 yeah, hours before yeah. i was really frustrated yeah. I, was, I was so angry in a way because yeah. you know i felt like this was denying me like what the the birth that i wanted and i didn't want this birth because i had some beautiful image of mm. it i wanted this birth because i knew the recovery would be so much sure. easier yeah. Yeah, and yeah, i yeah. knew that yeah. i'd be able to get back on my feet so much more quickly yeah. and i didn't want I wanted my body to do what I knew it could. And having that confidence, I wouldn't have had it if I hadn't have learned so much about birth beforehand. And I wouldn't have had so much ability to get through 40 hours had it not been for all the preparation that I'd done yeah. before. So I still stand by basically everything I said in the last episode. It just happened that my labor and birth was a little bit more complicated. complicated. <laughs> But that's it, isn't it, as well? You want to make God laugh? <laughs> make plans. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's like, yeah. And, and yeah, shout out to everyone who has given birth, is giving birth. Shout out to one of my old friends, Margot, who just had a baby, I think, yesterday. Um, it's amazing. But, um, well, thank you for sharing. That was a, a gripping story. <laughs> it was, as you said, it had everything. It had twists and the turns. It had romance. Twist. Oh yeah. It had romance, it had a villain. A villain? It, it had it a freaking villain. A villain and, and 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 a member of the patriarchy. And a member of the patriarchy. Who knew? Yeah. And uh, it had a hero. Mm. Well, it had multiple heroes. Multiple. Michaela. Oh my god. Hero. Wow. What a star. What a what big shout out to her. Big shout out to Do her. Do you think I mean I, I think because one of my as I've said in the last episode one of my best friends my oldest friend is a midwife, is a midwife and yep. she like I just think about all these people who are walking around now because of her mm-hmm. and you know all these stories they just do such an incredible job don't they they and, do and the way that and it must be so interesting being one of these midwives and like they're dealing with you know your birth was your birth but she was walking around she she it was shift change and Michaela came on yeah. and like you know luckily she's fresh she's starting her shift and she sees the two of you looking like a pair of little god knows what <laughs> little lost little puppies like like just <laughs> so sad, sad and tired <laughs> and crying and she's like you know I've got this you know it's just amazing isn't it's... it these people are incredible and they need so much more credit and so much more freaking money than they get and respect mm-hmm. anyway but well done congrats thanks. he's thanks. he's very nice I like him he's I don't like all babies quite like him he's, he's fun he's, really he's pretty sweet. chill mm-hmm. uh, I like that babies don't stop you they add another string to your yes, bow yes they do to your bow I'm, I'm not even one another uh, so, layer of skin to my nipples there you go oh excellent oh lovely nice uh, sorry it on just that note it's very fucking painful at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> on that note on that note oh please follow us on all the things all the all the things so you can follow us at Sistrionics on twitter at Sistrionics um on instagram uh you can like us on facebook of course and we're also now on itunes bitches Woo! itunes subscribe, and subscribe Stitcher, like and subscribe give and, us a five-star review um soundcloud uh, as we kind of traditionally wear soundcloud stitcher uh, itunes um and all those things so yeah look out for us and if you can share everybody we'd really appreciate it share our podcast with people that you think would like it we would love to kind of reach as many people as possible but until next time Azan. This has been Sistrionics. Sistrionics.